The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I must have not been paying attention When you were just talking to me He forgot his bell. He's trying to. He's trying to whisper to me, everybody. He forgot the bell. <laughs> I'll get it in a moment. She's on to me. <laughs> I mean, we can get rolling with this whenever you're ready. We're shared. We are online. We are doing it. Oh, you're waiting for the papa buzz. I want to see Dan do the papa buzz. What do you think? Here they come. Don't screw it up. Very good. Beautiful. All right, let's get the show on the road. How you all doing? My name is David Consoli. I am the guest host for the Paying Attention Podcast. We're at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe here up in Salem, New Hampshire, and we're on top of uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop, by the way. Yeah. Um, so before we get started, we have a couple great guests today, but before we get started, I want to thank our sponsors, because uh, last time I forgot to do that at the top of the show. So McLennan Real Estate, Century 21, Marsan and Son Construction, EIS Investigation and, Doug, and Gun Training, the Doug Mercurial Law Office, Borelli's Deli, uh, we're still not getting the sandwich of the day, right? So we're going to have to work on, um, yeah. maybe I'll get on that and see if I can call ahead of time. I like Tomo and Saken Seafood. Uh, Saken, uh, Shaken Seafood. There you go. Thank you. Clear Path for Veterans New England. AFC Urgent Care. Uh, my guys at Pleasant Valley Landscape Contractors. Stacks, Part 28, Loaded. Have you guys went to Loaded recently, right? Not yet. He's trying to- were you talking about that or was that Stacks? Stacks. Oh, you went to Stacks, okay, because they're one of our sponsors. I've yes. never been to either one. Stacks is. I've been to Stacks. Stacks is fantastic. That milkshake, we were, man. Those, and, those are mail Yeah, we got to go to Loaded. Well, you're you know a lot more about I, restaurants I than I do. I don't eat out that often. And the Zani Pesh Law Office. And a free shout out to my guy uh, Dave Di Natale at W Three On um, Website Development. He does a great job. So uh, before we get started today, Wait, one more. Oh, we also oh, yeah, give I'll our try. free shout out to JG's, JG's ice, ice cream. cream. Yes, we I cannot forget about, our friends no, over can't at forget JG's. The, uh, so before I get started today, um, as you all know, I've been filling in for Tom Duggan, um, and I wanted to touch on a, a subject that that's kind of irked me. Um, I went to visit Tom at the hospital, 
and he made a comment that really bothered me. He said, you know, he said, you know, this is really going to ruin me financially. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, there's a guy here lying in the ICU, and he's worried about, you know, paying his medical bills. Now, without getting into the debate about who has and who has not health insurance, um, I was watching the news last night, and on the CBS National News, they were talking about uh, student debt and student loan forgiveness. And apparently, they've put a pause on it um, all through COVID. And it's been about three years now, and that pause is about to end, and um, people are going to have to resume paying their student loans in October. And they were interviewing a bunch of people that some of them had doctorate degrees, some of them had bachelor degrees, and they're just like, I just can't pay this back. And they're all whining about um, not getting that $50,000 loan forgiveness, which I have a major problem with, and this is just my opinion. So last year, I was at Mass General Hospital. Uh, my wife had a procedure. It was scheduled at 9 a.m. in the morning, and um, we went in the waiting room, and we were getting ready to get prepped, and um, the surgeon came out and said to my wife, hey, we have an emergency. We can't uh, take you until this afternoon. So we're sitting there uh, in the waiting room for a while. My wife called a friend of hers that worked there, and she was a uh, patient liaison, and decided to give us a little tour of the hospital. And we went to the, you know, the, the Zen garden and all these things. And then we hit the child oncology unit. And I watched you know, children. There was some other adults in the oncology unit. There was white people, black people, Asian people, tall people, small people, fat people, thin people. And all of them you know, desperately needed care. And I started thinking to myself, is anybody concerned about bailing these people out? If, if you go through um, cancer, you have, a, you have a child that has a, a disease or, uh, God forbid, cancer or something really tragic, that could ruin you financially. Uh, is any of the politicians out there worried about them? Are we just worried about the people that are the millennials that are 21 years old or 23 years old, those are the ones that are going to vote for us. So we, are we just pandering for votes, or do we really care about the, the people in this country? And our, our, our very good friend here, Tom Duggan, is worried about that. And Tom does a lot of, lot of you know, people either love him or hate him, but he does a lot of good things. And, and, and Tom's, Tom's the type of guy that if he gets a phone call at 2 a.m. in the morning and says some veteran needs to get into rehab, he'll get in the car and go get him. And Tom goes out and feeds the homeless. He checks on them. And I, I often wonder if government on the national level and, and the state level actually is doing the right thing or, or we turn politics into, uh, I don't know, a topic of the day or pandering to, uh, to get votes. So that's my, my brief rant of the day. But we're here today to talk about education and specifically education in the Methuen school system. Um, so today I have with us two people that are running for uh, school committee. I'm a little disappointed that there's five people running for six spots, and I, I will ask you both how you feel about that six spot. So uh, to my left, to your right, is uh, Dan Shabilia and Kristen Maxwell. They're both from Methuen. Um, Dan, I know you personally. You're a customer of mine. Uh, Dan's wife is very, very nice. Uh, he has two. What about me? <laughs> you're... You're nice, too. All right. Let's see where I ran. I'm, I'm going to your family. Okay. Your, your wife's very, very nice. You have two wonderful children, uh, and they're both uh, just entering the school system. And Kristen, uh, your husband's a business owner in Methuen? 
Yeah, we both are. Um, we own a roofing company. Oh, nice. Yep. And um, you have two children going through plug, this. Plug the roofing company. Town Roofing, Methuen. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. We, we do plugs on this show. Yeah. Um, now, you have, your children are a little bit older than Dan's. What age is again? Uh, my oldest is 18. My middle daughter is 12. And my son is 7. Okay. And what schools, are, uh, what Methuen schools are your children attending? The Timony. The Timony. Okay. Yep. And Dan, what about your children? We're at the Marsh. You're at the Marsh. You had a okay. first day of kindergarten yesterday for the little oh. one. Yeah. My kids uh, went through eight years of the Marsh. And um, when I close the show, I'll talk about uh, something else about the Marsh. But uh, back in the day, you know, when we went to the Marsh, when I dropped my kids off at the Marsh school, there was always plenty of staff. And, you know, the there was... It was a good atmosphere. My wife was president of the PTO of the Marsh. And I, I, I felt that my kids um, got educated in a really welcoming, safe environment. Toward the end, I didn't share, sit, uh, share that same sentiment. So I want to start with you. Um, why are you running and why are you running at this time? I am running because of my children. I mean, that's really the simplest answer. I've got a five-year-old that just started kindergarten. I've got a little boy who's going to be seven in three weeks who's in the first grade. And I just did two years on the PTO at the Tenny. Also, Tiger Dad t-shirts, tennypto.com. <laughs> support your local, support your, your group's PTO. And I mean, they do lots of good stuff with that money. Um, working on the PTO at the Tenny, I got to know the administration and the Tenny building. I got to know a lot of the teachers and they all voiced the same concerns and talking to parents, you know, my kids, friends and their parents, they all have similar concerns. And then you watch the school committee meetings and it seems like they're just not always, but sometimes just puff pieces. It's a bit of that pandering you were talking about. I want to help. I want to do something. I want to give back in more than just, you know, coaching soccer, which I'm already doing on two different leagues. I want to be able to give back to the community, support my kids, make sure they're getting the education, that they're getting all the support they need, and all of the other kids in the city are getting the same opportunities. Yeah, you're, you're, an, attor you're an attorney, right? I, so I am an attorney, but I'm not working as an attorney currently. I like to tell people I'm, but that, uh, I'm, but that'll I'm in serve, recovery. that'll serve you well on, on the school committee. And I know you're not afraid uh, to stand up for yourself. Oh, no. no I've, I've, I've never been shy. I've been called a lot of things. Shy is not one of them. Okay, that's great. And Kristen, yes. uh, why are you running and why at this time? Um, so I'm running because I just see a lot um, that I would like to help with. I'm heavily involved in my kids and also the kids of the community I was also on the PTO at the Timony. I was on the school council. Um, I was on the holiday celebration committee. I helped run a summer camp. Um, so for me, it's not just about my kids. It's about all of the kids. I think that uh, Methuen, although they've done okay this far, I think that you know some things need improvement, and our kids are the ones that are taking the hit for that. So... Now is the time. Um, I was I was going to run a couple of years ago, and with COVID and everything, it just kind of took a back burner, and I, I was kind of glad it I didn't. But um, okay, so what is your what is your biggest concern about the Methuen school systems as it stands currently? Um, one, I think that our teachers um, our teachers deserve a lot more. I think that they're 
Um, I think that they're being pushed out. Um, and I think that parents are also being pushed out. I think that parent How alienation. So? How so? Is it is it a, is it a um, administrative? Yeah. You know, uh, is it a, is it a um, a pay thing that they're not getting compensated correctly? The teachers. Or, yeah. I think so. I think um, I think that right now they're actually their contract is up, so there's going to be a lot of talk about that. Um, and I, I think that we need to focus more on making our teachers happy, so that they are willing to do what they do on a daily basis and not go home with the, the troubles that they go home with. You had mentioned you have Matt McLennan coming in. Correct. Ask Matt when he's sitting here, when buyers come into his office and they don't know what towns they want to be in, what their number one consideration is. Schools. It's always schools. Everyone says, oh, the school is good. They assume the police department, the fire department, the DPW, the senior center, everything else is good. When the schools are good. Nobody looks at the police department and says, oh, they've got a great police department. Their schools must be awesome. Yeah, I mean, when I, I'm a lifelonger from Methuen. And um, I, my parents sent me to uh, Catholic grammar school, Catholic high school, Catholic college. I, I had no experience with uh, public schools. My wife uh, is a product. Uh, my wife's from Arlington. She's a product of public schools. And she was adamant that she believed in public education. So... I was not convinced. So they took me to the marsh. Uh, did I met the staff. I met the principal. At the time, it was Rick Bashara. Um, and they gave me a tour. And I was, I was pretty impressed. And, you know, I, I sat in on a couple classrooms. You know, you walk through the school. Mm -hmm. I was pretty impressed. And my kids, my kids loved it there. Now, today, I don't know if, if it's the same. I, I think we're living in, in a different environment. I grew up uh, in the 70s. And if I came home... And said to my parents, my teacher said this to me, or my teacher tried to discipline me. My parents would turn around and say, well, you probably deserved it, and you probably yeah. did something wrong. My niece is a teacher at the CGS. Um, she has been expressing that the workload's getting bigger. The classes are getting bigger. Um, there's a lot of children coming into this community that don't speak English, and it's a challenge if if, uh, if someone in the in the and the buildings speak Spanish, then they have to, they're always going to that person to translate when, when, when there's an issue. So I, I, I do think that um, there's being, more being put on the teachers. Um, do you think that we're understaffed, Dan? I think that we have a staff retention issue. I think that we have a lot of open positions. I, last I heard and counted, just at the marsh alone, we were down, what was it? 11 or 12, they had a teacher resign a couple of days ago. My daughter got her room assignment, TBD, because the kindergarten teacher resigned to go to Wakefield because, and it's, it's dual. People are, a lot of people are jumping to Lowell because Lowell District is not only paying better, but they're getting more support from the administration. And so that's what it comes So how do we to. change that? Do we up the budget, Kristen? How do we change something like that? Honestly, I'm not, I'm not sure. I have to kind of learn the ropes. I, I think as a parent, I used to go into things and say, why don't you? Why aren't you? Why, you know, why are, are you doing it this way? And then when I joined these separate boards, the school, um, school council and stuff, I would learn that there are some things that sometimes they can't control it. And sometimes it's about them having control, <laughs> you know? So I think, um, I think I need to just see the whole picture before I can make a judgment call, but... Okay, do either one of you know what we spend per child? Um, 
I knew it back in 2019. It was, I want to say, a little higher than 12K, kid. Okay. So, Dan, you haven't lived in Methuen long. It's nope. been about, what is it, six, uh, seven? 2015 we moved in. Okay. So, let's say about eight years. Where did you come from? Came from North Andover. We had a, my wife and I had a condo there. Grew up okay. in Wilmington. So, why did you decide on Methuen? Was it the, was the schools a factor? Because you came before oh, you God, had no, children. It was affordable. Okay. We could affordable. afford it. But we bought a house knowing we had a five-year plan. Okay. It turned into a seven-year plan, but we, we got there. Um, so you came because it was affordable, the location. How about you, Kristen? Are you a lifelong Methuen No, nope, I moved here about six years ago from Medford. Oh, similar. Yep. Um, a lot more value than Medford Yeah, up here. <laughs> I, uh, I moved here because, same thing, you know, you could afford it um, before crossing into New Hampshire. Um, I actually came in when the schools were uh, a little crazy and the police contracts were... A thing. <laughs> a little stressful, huh? It was very stressful. Yeah. Welcome to Methuen. <laughs> yeah, and the political climate over the last um, the last five years has not been great. And as, as a homeowner and a business owner, I got a pretty sizable investment in this community, and I've been, I've been nervous and concerned for, for quite a while. But, um, you know, the other thing that I want to talk to you about is I read, I read an article in the Eagle Tribune. I mentioned this last week on the podcast. I read an article in the Eagle Tribune. There's only five of you running. Is it, is it, yeah, five of you running. Five for, for six spots. Now, who are the other candidates? That it... Ryan DeZoglio seeking re-election along with Luann Santos. She's great. Lori Keegan. I don't know her. And then us. Is Laurie, is Laurie uh, fir- first time? It'll or be her second. second, her second. So she's got some experience. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what, what do you do if you can't find the sixth person? Is, it some, is someone going to do a writing campaign or how would that work? I'm not familiar with school boards. I so. mean, there's a couple of people out there pushing for folks to do write-ins. I believe, and I haven't put much effort into looking it up yet, if election time comes and goes and we swear in in January, I think then we get to go out and kind of source that person and bring somebody in and kind of just swear them in through administrative process. Okay. So one of the other things that's been in the headlines that I want to touch on is the uh, days in. Um, so we all know, we all watch the news, the migrant issue, the, the illegals that are crossing the border, they're getting shipped all over the country. Well, Governor Baker sent a bunch of people to Methuen. Um, they're being housed in this in these small quarters, uh, and the city was scrambling to take care of these people. So I'm assuming we ha- we finally have a number of how many of those those poor children, and I'm assuming most of them don't speak English. They all went into the school system. Are they all in the West District? Do we know, or they moved around? Uh, my understanding is they've been dispersed based on need, because you got to remember you have like the Marsh House is the autism program. The CGS has a different program. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. The Timonese, like the behavioral, I think. Yeah. Really? So, mm-hmm. Okay, I did not know that. I learned something new today. So they so if, so if someone has a special need, they go into a different different district. Yes. Uh, and when you guys get on, can you do me a favor? Can, no one can ever answer this question. Mm. How, how many children that were shipped here are in the school systems and what it's costing us and how much we've been reimbursed? No one seems to know. They've been talking about it at city council meetings. And is there a firm number? I know that the mayor is working with the state. The he, mayor's he been trying. announced it. And I, as someone who has done, I did five years with DCF at their central office in Boston and working with the state is like bouncing your head off the desk. You're not going to get anywhere quickly. It's just not going to happen. Um, I, I, they're, they're saying they're getting money back. They're saying they're helping. 
but there's a lot more help they need to do. Every kid should get an education. That's Yeah, absolutely. But um, the, if the state's going to drop these kids here and tell us to hold the bag, they need they need to help us hold the bag. Yeah, not not to mention these people need housing. You can't live in a hotel. Some of these people have small children. And I, I believe that the, it's my opinion that they're being used as political pawns. Uh, no fault of their own. So so the the other thing that came up on um, on the news this week is this there's some push to put a ballot question out there to eliminate MCAST as graduating retirement. Please educate me on this because I don't... Graduating requir- requirement? Yeah. You said For, retirement I'm, and I got I'm all sorry. excited. Um, I'm thinking of retirement. <laughs> after a day For your like, next career to Yeah, after this phone, this phone keeps ringing, you know, today. Did you have to do MCAS? I was the first year yeah, that so had to Yeah, so we graduated both in the same year then. Yeah. It... Uh, you, you got to measure kids somehow. I don't know if it should be a graduation requirement. We never have. Isn't to. that what your grades I don't think, are for? Yeah, I don't think that you should. Have, I don't think that's a measurable. I always wondered. You know, there was always kids growing up that I went to school with that uh, they were they were fine no matter what you threw at them. And then there was always the kid that got good grades but didn't test well. Mm-hmm. And 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 that concerns me when it when it comes to the MCAS. How, how do these kids graduate if if they're not I was the opposite. I was the horrible student who actually tested well. Yeah. So I lucked out. And then they got this common core math, you know, when my kids were going through school, I'm like, "Okay, I can't figure this out. I'm used to regular math." And and I have a son that doesn't know cursive. Mhm. Okay? So who came is this Desi that that did all these changes? I don't want to just jump in. I want to get, all right. I mean, so a lot of the higher level policy stuff comes from Desi. It comes down from the state. They're the ones dictating this is the, the model. And then you have. And Superintendent Kwong has to follow. Yeah. And she's got her, her team that is implementing these, how they see appropriate based in the framework that the state is giving them. I mean, my wife and I use cursive as a code now because my kids can spell, so I can't spell things to her across the table anymore. So it's like now this yeah. is the only way we communicate. We used to, yeah, we used knowing. to talk, you know, C A T or D O. You know, my son was little. We used to say he wants a D O G, and then you couldn't you couldn't get away with no, that. No, those days are over. Um, like my son just learned how to read a round clock. None of his friends can read a round clock. Well, they don't teach that stuff. They don't teach home economics either. I mean, they, they these kids can't balance a checkbook. You know, who they, has a checkbook? They, I have a checkbook. I'm just saying they can't, <laughs> they, they can't. Well, you should be able to balance your account even if it's yeah, online. Yeah, right. I'll give you. You that. know, you know what I mean. Some some type of ledger or, or register. When I went to school, we had to take home ec. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the trade schools because that's another subject. Me too. On its own. So you own town roofing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. Do you spend more than you take in? Do I spend more than I take in? The, the, the business, right? You 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 spend within a budget, right? Right. You you you. If I don't have it, I can't spend it. Thank you. Yeah. So you're going to promise that you're going to apply that to our our school budget because in 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 politics and city government, they're always overspending. They mm-hmm. talk about oh we saved this amount of money or or we you know we budgeted this and but where did it come a, from? But yeah. it's like the Coles receipt. You spent seven hundred ninety four dollars, but you saved five hundred sixty four. No. You spent seven hundred bucks. That's what you need to manage. Yeah. Well, in my house, I say it's it's not. They say it was on sale. I say it's not. Um, it's not a deal if we didn't need it. So 
Yeah, and that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to get back to, Kristen, is is people that are self-employed are very disciplined. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I know that you'll probably be a good advocate for for budgeting because you can't just arbitrarily spend money without that source of of revenue. And that four million dollar um overspending that we're still digging out from, that hurt. Well, to be fair, they paid that off. I know. Where we we were out from under it. They did the audit. I know that Jana was here not too long ago and discussed it with you. And but it's it's management. I don't know what was ever done to make sure that doesn't happen again. And it was never discussed. And I mean Methuen's not super huge on transparency. So Methuen's super huge on nepotism because Judy Scandal had all her friends in, in that administrative building. And when, when the budget was cut, none of them lost their jobs. And they just overspent and then blamed it on special ed. Yep. When my kid, I, have, I had a son who was, in some, uh, who was on an IEP, okay? And his services got cut. And they were saying, oh, we, we overspent on, on special ed. And I thought that was a lot of bull crap. It turned out um, to be that. Yeah, it turned, out, it turned out to be that. So fortunately for us, we have a mayor that's on the ball. He's been here for three years. And, uh, you know, Love him or hate him, Neil. Neil runs a tight ship, and his budgets have been balanced, and he, and he does a really good job. And um, do you do you feel that Superintendent Kwong does it has done a much better job since uh, since that? Both of you, can you answer that one? Um, d- yes, I think with the um, situation that she walked into, I think yeah, she, she did. she had to clean up a mess. Yeah, um, yeah, I think she did a good job with that. Yeah, she walked into that a double still, mess. Yeah, and how do how do you guys feel morale is in in the ranks uh, the in boot, the schools? Boots on the ground in the schools, mediocre Terrible. to low. And why is that? I think I think that a lot of that comes from the control that I was talking about. We keep talking about control. Where's the control coming from? The administration, from, from the administration down, and and they what do they micromanage the? Yes, very much so. So these teachers are getting. Teachers are uncomfortable to be in their own space. Teachers are hesitant to make connections that maybe they otherwise would have made because they're in fear of. um, I don't want to say getting in trouble because that's not the right word, but but it is. Yeah, there there's a retribution. You can't speak out. You can't ask for help. In the past. I've gotten text messages from my wife before you pick up the kids, run to BJ's and grab some paper towels or teachers can't ask for box of tissues that. because the that's classrooms up. need it and they can't ask for it. So I got to smuggle it in like I'm so, Pablo Escobar. Yeah. It's that's, that's ridiculous. And the teachers are getting squeezed from both ends. We have a generational shift where a lot of children, unfortunately are growing up in single parent households. Okay. So I don't know where these men are. You know, everyone's having kids and, and they leave these women to raise the kids and the fathers are non-existent. So these poor women are working, you know, multiple jobs. They're doing the best they can to raise these kids. Um, the kids go to school, they act out, and there's the, the administration can't discipline them anymore. You can't. Well, I feel like they do. And I feel like maybe sometimes that they confuse educating with disciplining because your job isn't to discipline my child. Your job is to educate my child. If you have to discipline them in the process, yeah, you fine, that. perfect. But I, I think like back to the cursive thing, I, I think that kids are missing out. That's where I say I think they're doing them a disservice. They're not writing anymore. They're not doing cursive. They don't have spelling lessons. They don't have spelling tests. They don't, they're not required to do anything. They have spell check and 
all of that stuff. So I think they have spell check, but so on do their I. Chromebooks, yeah. so, oh. so do you. I didn't know the kids were allowed they to do that. How do you, well, they they how do you, how do you learn? There are no school supplies anymore. How? You don't have to buy notebooks and pencils anymore. I understand that, but how do you learn spelling? You when don't. Oh, oh see, I disagree. My, my kids are learning spelling in school. I mean, I have a seventh grader who Joey struggles very much. Joey just got with his that. Chromebook the other day. I'm also going to say something probably somewhat unpopular, but who cares about cursive? Have, do you use curs- cursive at work? No. I, I certainly don't. I work for a billion dollar organization. I don't how, know. Do you, how do you, you read? Know. How do you read the Constitution? At if least you don't you know, know how cursive? to do it. How do you read our, our historical documents? I mean, think in theory, of th- those are being taught to you in school, so you you will understand them and know them. But have my, you picked my, up and read the Constitution? My lately? wife recently uh, took. She treat, She surprised us. She took me, my sons, and one of my son's girlfriends to Washington D.C. for a four day weekend, and we. You know, Library Congress, we went to all the, the places, and I read a lot of the stuff that they had on display. Now, had I not known cursive, I wouldn't have known what I was reading. And I'm not saying that you use it in everyday life, but yeah, you should. It's good to know. It, it, it really is good to know. So um, so we're, we're running a little short on time before we do my famous lightning round right <laughs> She's i wish the bell was there do, earlier do we have the hide it. do we have the lightning thing we got to put that at the beginning of the round so okay. and so i want to final get your final thoughts on you know what your goals are what you why you want people to vote for you so i'll start with you Kristen. oh awesome <laughs> all right um, i'm gonna start with dan <laughs> yes all right i'll start with you dan so my goals going into this are i want to focus on talent acquisition, talent management, retention. I want to make sure we're keeping good teachers in our schools for more than two years. I don't want Methuen to be a launching pad for someone to go start an educator's career in Lowell or Wakefield. I want to make sure that we're focused on safety. I mean, we saw what happened last year where they opened the back door at the school and the kid came in with, with the a knife. knife. Yeah. That's I mean, terrible. I can't come into the door, but you can open from the inside. No alarms go off, no buzzers, no nothing like this. There's, there's a hole there. Um, yeah, and as a parent, every every parent sees on the news the mat school shootings across the country. That's pretty scary stuff. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I want to be able to focus on improving what we have. Methuen school systems are great. I have a lot of friends that grew up here that I know from college. They all turned out really well. You're going to get out what you put in more often than not. But our teachers need help. Our parents need help. And I want to be able to help guide them through that. All right, great. Thank you. How about you, Kristen? Um, So I would say the same thing about the teachers. I I really want to focus on our teachers. I want to build them up. I want to focus on our kids. And, you know, everyone cries um, the social well-being of the kids and the mental health of the kids. But nobody, I, I feel like nobody's actually working towards improving that or focusing on that. They want to talk about it, but they don't want to do it. You know, I think that social interaction has a lot to do with child development and mental health. And when you take away celebrations, you were talking about single moms, you know, well, that single mom might not be able to celebrate that kid's birthday when they get up in the morning and their only celebration is at school, but they're not allowed to celebrate it at school. I love that answer. Um, You know, so... The, you know, field trips, I understand that there is a financial aspect of that, but field trips, I remember going when I was a kid to a museum, buying the Constitution or the Bill of Rights, exchanging words with the cashier and getting my change. Kids don't have to do that anymore. 
you wonder why people are having trouble with mental health and, and all the social aspect of things is you're not giving the tools for them to actually be able to do that. Um, so I, I really am about just, not just my kids, just all of the kids. I want all of the kids to go through school and have a good experience. It, it builds you. Well, I want to thank person. both of you for volunteering to run for office. We really appreciate and we, you know, we value your expertise in, in the field. <laughs> yes. So it's time for the lightning round. All right. All right we got to go quick this bell. week. All right. So you know my famous. <laughs> I love my producer. Chrissy, you're the best. Okay, you ready? Question number one. Body odor or bad breath? What's worse? Both. You got to pick one. Body odor. Bad breath. Body odor. Body odor for me gives me a headache. (laughs) Dan, pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Chocolate chips. Pancakes. Pancakes. Really? I'm the only guy that likes waffles? Yeah. Monster. Wow. All right. What do you like better? The smell of fresh cut grass or the smell of fresh sawed wood? I feel like I have to say grass. You guys were there this morning. (laughs) I'd go with wood. Grass. I'm going to go with with Kristen. Wood as well. There's nothing like being on a construction site and smelling that sawdust. What's the worst mode of transportation? MBTA. Anything other than my car. Really? <laughs> You've never been on an orange line that's called. How about, on fire how about a plane? No? You... Planes are okay. Planes are okay. Planes are better than trains or taxis. <laughs> I'm with Kristen. Anything other than my car. Yeah. I'm going to go with the bus system. Yeah. You know, I just don't, I don't like being uh, on the bus. Okay. If you had to choose one steak or lobster, you can only have one for the rest of your life. Lobster. Lobster. Steak, you people are crazy. I'm with you, Chrissy. Steak, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lobster is so I, I, I overrated. Lo- I love lobster, and I live I, here. I love lobster, but it, yeah, I'm a steak guy. Yep. All right. What's the matter with this bell today? It, you're Stop hitting it very high. Yeah. It's a bell. Not a- I apologize to all <laughs> listeners. Please write in if you have any issues with the volume level of this bell. <laughs> oh God, you guys kill me. All right. Do you a sing in the shower or b sing in your car? I'll sing anywhere. Both, but be more. I sing literally everywhere, and I sing for a living. And, so. I, saw, and I, I saw a video on, a video of you online singing. You are oh, amazing. Thank I, you and now much. I am going to come and see one of your shows. Thank you. Since, since we had that discussion. That's I'm glad you checked the receipts. Yeah. She, and if she was terrible, go. would you go see one of her shows? No. That's, no. that's what he's saying. I would, I would, like, I would, I would finally I, confirm that you're I, worth coming to see, so now I am going to. <laughs> Wait, what kind of singing? What kind of singing? Vocal sing? No. Well, oh, yeah. I sing in a bunch of different bands, but my, my main band is called The Bellas. We're a female trio, so we, mm. piano, violin, and uh, lots of beautiful vocals. We do. We cover kind of everything. It's kind of pop classic rock with some soul thrown in. Yeah, we just it's, love it's, singing it's nice. everything. I'm going to duck under the counter for the rest of the show. All right, I'll fire. <laughs> All right, so I sing in my car. I don't, okay. I don't really sing in the shower because I know that I'm alone and no one can hear me. Uh-huh. Good job. Poker or 45s? Poker. I don't know how to play 45s. You don't? I didn't grow up in Methuen. Oh, that's right. I don't know what 45s is. <gasps> you don't know either. Both answers, yeah. yeah I, okay. I'm poker because I don't know what the other one is. I've heard of it. I know what it is. I, just I, like, I, I, like, I like a good 45s game. 45. I love living in this area. <laughs> Teach me. Donuts or muffins? And if it's a donut, what flavor? If it's a muffin, what flavor? Donuts. 
Boston cream, but it's got to be heavenly. None of this Dunkin' Donuts junk. Uh, okay. Donuts and chocolate frosted. Good one. Donuts, agree. Not Dunkin's. Anything about Dunkin's. Um, and Simpson style, pink with the sprinkles on it. Oh, good for you. That's yeah, like I get favorite. those for my niece. From, if you want good donuts, go to Clem's. I've been there. Clem's Someone brought the, those to my house. That's the best in this area. I'm going to go opinion. with a plain glazed donut. Mm. There's nothing like a, a plain glazed donut. Only from Krispy Kreme. That's the only plain glazed donut that's worth a mention in this whole world, in my opinion. But Krispy Kreme didn't last around here. Well, it should have. Who is the person in your house that never changes the toilet paper roll? That'd be you me. are. Okay, you're one of those. I'm a monster. I can't help it. Okay. Everybody but me. Everybody but you. Yep. Thank you. Doesn't exist in my house. There's only two of us, and we both know my rules. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say my children on occasion. Yeah. My wife and I are pretty good at that, so it just, it just drives me crazy. This is ugly, but would you rather be mauled to death by a bear or plucked to death by a flock of seagulls? <laughs> oh, this got dark. Um, oh, pl- <laughs> pecked, pecked to death. He said plucked, plucked to death. Whatever. Oh, I thought it was like an Italian plucking. thing, like because we have hair. Like, <laughs> wait, what are the options again? Pecked to death. Pecked to death by a flock of seagulls, mm-hmm. or mauled by a bear. I'm going mauled by a bear. I feel like it'd be over. I feel quicker. like it would yeah. end faster. Yeah. Mauled by yeah. a bear. Exactly. You like, don't roll into a ball. Literally, show it your jugular. Like, if this is the way I'm going, like, can you just just do it? Yep. We have to hit the lightning just. when it's a unanimous oh, uh, answer. See, goodness. there you go. All right. All right. That'll be our thing. There you go. Unanimous. <laughs> All right. What is the optimal temperature setting on your thermostat in the summer and again in the winter? Sixty-seven. Seventy-two. Wait, on a personal? All year. All year. Wow. Yep. No, I don't get to do that because I'm the husband and I don't get that kind of power. That's but freezing. No, it's not. It's pretty cold. 67? Yeah, that's cold. Seriously? Yeah. You guys all. I- I'm always cold, anyways. Go ahead. 72. All year? All year. Oh, good for you. You, you crank that heat. I do. Well, it depends. <laughs> I want to say 72 probably in winter, but I would say maybe 69, 70. I am completely something. opposite of all of you. I do 68 in the winter. And 72 in, in the summer, something like that. I get yeah. really cold. I don't... Really cold. Yeah. yeah. I have I just, less insulation than I did I, for the first 30-something years of my life, so I get way cold now. <laughs> I am extra insulated, so... I used to be heavily insulated, and I would... Yeah, I would run all right, let's all see who around. let's see who pays attention. Okay. What well, brand of tire is on your car right now? Wouldn't have a clue. Whatever the guy put on there. See, you wouldn't have a clue, huh? Why would I care? I trust my guy. Yoka, Yokohama. Or good for you. You knew. Yeah. Not sure. See? I Don't judge. You, I bet you. Don't judge. What do you mean, good for you? Huh? What does it help you to know what brand of tires on your car because right now? Because if you get stuck, you yeah. know what you're asking for. Another tire that works good. <laughs> I know that, that goes I'm, on my car. Thank you. It's in my trunk, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Michelin <laughs> for me. I know that. So, because when my wife says I was driving your car and I blew out another tire, I know I got to call the place and tell them, do you have this in stock? That's oh, interesting. That, that's my I just life. call my same guy and go, that's how you put on my car the other month <laughs> yeah, or whatever. For real, right? right? You got more of them? Good. <laughs> let's do it. What's your favorite piece of furniture in your house? <gasps> Kristen, I'm starting with you. Um, that's hard. Probably my dining room table. Good for you. There's nothing wrong with that. Why are you making yeah, a face? Yeah, what was that face for? <laughs> I would never judgy. have gone there. It's just it went in a different direction than I was expecting. It's like my office slash dinner slash it's my yeah, there you go. everything. Downstairs in the kids' toy room is what's left of the sectional that I had before the merger hmm. with the wife. Okay. Nice. And that 
couch is the most comfortable thing I have for you. ever had in my entire life. But Chrissy, now my do you have a favorite? I, I do. <laughs> it just doesn't function right in my apartment right now. So I have a huge, uh, this awesome hammock chair. Oh. But because I'm in an apartment, I had to buy a stand for it. So it's only just f- so far off the ground. So when you can actually hook it and it's high up, oh, this hammock chair is like, I live in that thing. It's I'm going to say my recliner. Because after a day on my feet, I come oh, yeah. up, you know, you, you hit the thing and you sit there, there with go. a nice beverage. Okay, how are we doing on time? I only got yeah, we're almost out. All right. Yay. Hash browns or home fries with your eggs? Kristen, I'm starting with you again. Home fries. Home fries. Depends. Depends. <laughs> hash browns come in like 50 different variations in this country, I have learned. I always thought a hash brown was like McDonald's, nice, crispy. I would go that all day long. But then sometimes you get this shredded stuff that's meant to be crispy, but it's just kind of like mushy shredded potato, which that's not a hash brown, so stop it. Abomination. I so regret poking the bear. Yeah, I did. I'm like, no, you didn't do it. You're asking really good questions today. They're just never going to be fast answers. Um, if it comes out McDonald's style, crispy and that, I would go hash brown. I'm going to go hash brown as well. Final question. Okay. Okay. I'll try to make it quick. We're already out of time. What's worse, a bad cut, bad bruise, or bad burn? Bad burn. Burn. Oh. <gasps> Burn. I'm going to say burn as well. And on that note, we can roll up Mel. <laughs> All right, let's do it. I want to thank our guests, Kristen Maxwell, Dan Shabilia, for coming in. We appreciate you folks volunteering to run for school committee. I want to thank our sponsors, McLennan Real Estate Century 21, Marsan and Son Construction, EIS Investigation and Gun Training, the Doug Mercurial Law Office, Borelli's Deli, right... We have to go in early to get the sandwich of the day, okay, correct? sandwich yeah. of the day tomorrow. Tomo and Shaken Seafood. Clear Path for Veterans New England. AFC Urgent Care. They have a new facility opening up in Haverhill. Uh, my crew at Pleasant Valley Landscape Contractors. They're doing a great job out in the heat today. Uh, Stacks, Part 28, loaded. The Zani Pesh Law Office. I got it right this time. And a free, Almost. And a free shout-out to our friends at JG's Ice Cream. Special get well to our friend Tom Duggan. We're hoping that he'll be back soon. Until then, Mel says go home, so go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.